1: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: We're excited to announce that Ghost Town is a featured podcast on Podcast Republic. You can listen to it on either the Podcast Republic website or the Podcast Republic Android app. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a great app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. Make sure to set Ghost Town as a favorite so you don't miss any new episodes. Again, the app is Podcast Republic, available on your Android device. All right, let's get into Ghost Town. A Chinese city, population zero. I'm Jason Horton.
3: I'm Rebecca Lieb.
2: And this is Ghost Town. I've, not, I've been, uh, close to been in, uh, Tokyo. Tokyo? Is it I've, I've been I, I've in the
3: airport to Tokyo. Yeah. In Tokyo.
2: Well, you should get out because this, Tokyo is pretty interesting outside mm, of I the. Oh, the okay. airport was enough for me. Oh, okay. I went All home. right. Well, I went
3: immediately home. Yeah. Um, no, I would like to talk about, uh, Kowloon, the walled city. Um, and it is, I've been there because the airport to go to Hong Kong is there, uh, but it's not technically part of the city and the city So is, it's right next to Hong Kong. Yeah, okay. it's right next to Hong Kong on the island. It's been there for a very long time. Um, and it looks, it's like Blade runnery. Like, it's very, it looks like a lot of people used to live there. And it's like water worlds, you know, when they go down yeah. and you see all the high-rises. But, like, they're, but without the water. And
2: it's like that right now.
3: It's like that right now. We're going to show you <sighs> pictures. It's really surreal. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, and it's a really, really old city. It can be traced back to 960 A.D. Um, Pre-internet. Pre, we think. We think it's pre-internet. We pre- can't internet. verify that. Yeah, but we do think it's pre-internet. <laughs> it has its origins in the Song Dynasty, which was known for water, growing rice. They expanded their uh, Navy, Neo-Confucianism, wood block printing, gunpowder. Okay, heard of it. How about that? Yeah. Uh, my mom was going to really like that part. She's like, "But well, what do they know? Okay. Okay. Um, so got that out of the way. Um, so when the dynasty was expanding, they needed this tiny outpost to, because, again, their navy was expanding. So they created this little, like, hut on Kowloon uh, to manage the trade of salt. Salt was really big. So for hundreds of years, it was, like, very chilled out. There were, like, maybe 30 guards hanging out, guarding this area to make sure that, you know, only trade ships were passing by. Um, and eventually, in 1810, a small coastal fort was established. Moving on to 1842, and that's when shit got interesting. Uh, That was during the uh, Queen, I'm Midwestern, Emperor (laughs) Dao Gang's reign. And that was when Hong Kong Island was ceded to Britain. By the Treaty of Nanjing, which is where the Chinese uh, lost the Opium War to the British, and they were like, yeah, we're going to be fine, you just have to... Give us this island, the city, for 99 years, which is also like 99 years, but that's actually what happened. They had to give them this really important part of their country for 99 years. And Kowloon became a part of that, uh, though the Chinese were still able to keep soldiers there and things like that. So they had this big wall built in 1847. This is part of the abandoned uh, eeriness too. Cause the wall is all still there and it's kind of like, it's, it's so tall. Like it's a street. Is it like
2: one of those movies where they're like, uh, in the future, this city had to be walled in. It's like the worst part of the city. So they kept all the bad people in type That's, looking. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but it's like if they could create a roof on it, they would, they would have just like roofed the city in and just had this tiny little like capsule of a Chinese city. Um, and at that point it was about 700 people. The following year, uh, the governor, Sir Henry Blake, uh, suspected that the Viceroy of Canton was using troops to subvert the Treaty of Nanjing. And this is, again, kind of a theme with this city of Kowloon, is like the British suspecting the Chinese, and the Chinese kind of retaliating, and like back and forth, and no one wants it. And then both people, you know, like all of this stuff, which just decimated this city. Um, so basically the British forces attacked the walled city, only to find no soldiers there, and leaving 150 really confused entire residents. They like ransacked it. They didn't kill anybody per se, or but they drove a lot of people out. Um, so the Queen Dynasty ended its rule in 1912, leaving the walled city completely to the British. So the British have Kowloon now and don't really give a shit. They make a little administrative office, uh, an old folks' home, and an almshouse, which is a poor house, which I had to look that up. Um,
2: alms for the poor? Alms. Um, Hey. hey, I dropped out of college, <laughs> but I remember a <laughs> I went couple to
3: grad school. School. yeah, where do we, oh so, God, money, where to go? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, so it was kind of like a giant slum at this point. Nobody really hung out there. If you were a British tourist, you'd like come and like creep a little bit and like take some pictures, um, some daguerreotypes at yeah. that point and, okay. and leave. Uh, but it was still labeled a Chinese town in a 1915 map, map but everyone's like, who cares? In 1933, the Hong Kong authorities announced plans to demolish most of the walled city's buildings and even paid out the 436 squatters that live there with brand new homes elsewhere. By 1940, only the office and one house remained. Um, During its World War II occupation of Hong Kong, Japan demolished the city's wall. uh, And you can see, like, they didn't get all of it. Like the base and stuff? Yeah, yeah. like parts of it. And used the stones to expand uh, the Kai Tak Airport, which is probably the creepiest airport on the planet, made of discarded pieces of old slum wall um but you can still fly in there and it's pretty big actually and still runs interesting airport note for all you airport aficionados out there in 1945 china announced its intent to reclaim its rights to the walled city here we go again refugees from mainland china uh because of the chinese civil war like went there to take advantage of british protection which again it's like British protection, in quotes, because nobody cared about this city. People just went in and went out when it was convenient for them. Uh, like my dating life. <laughs> um, like that little, like, was, is that, that's how podcasting works, right?
2: Yeah, you're getting it.
3: Excellent. So then it had a renaissance of about 2,000 squatters that reoccupied the walled city in 1947. After a failed attempt to drive them out in 1948, the British adopted a hands-off policy in all matters concerning Kowloon, and the city just kept growing. And by growing, I mean, like, more squatters. Yeah. Um, So when you have, like, a Mad Max-style trash heap of a city, things don't often stay quiet. In January 1950, a fire broke out that destroyed over 250,000 huts, home to nearly 3,500 families and 17,000 total people. The disaster highlighted the need for proper fire prevention in this, like, totally wooded, squattered, squattered, that's a word, area. It complicated... The Chinese-British relations even more, uh, with no government enforcement from the, from both sides, and like every once in a while, a few raids by the Hong Kong police. The walled city became just like a hotbed for crime and drugs. It was only during a 1955. 1955- 1959 trial for a murder that occurred within the walled city that the Hong Kong government was ruled to have jurisdiction there by this time though Kowloon was virtually ruled by organized crime syndicates known as triads that we're getting real be- mad yeah, max yeah, yeah, here yeah. Um, so beginning in the 1950s triad groups such as the 14K and Sun On. and if you know anything about these
0: at Angie.com that's A-N-G-I or download the app today
2: you're not supposed to find out about the triads you know what I mean I
0: want
3: to what are their names what do they do
2: Greg Dan Fix. Philip <laughs> cool Andrea
3: I want to know them yeah <laughs> they have a woman yeah that's yeah. good that's equity um, so there were brothels gambling parlors opium dens It was such a haven for criminals that police would venture only in with large groups. Like, they were afraid of what was happening there. It was not until 1974-ish when the police really started to hit hard and started arresting people, seized over 4,000 pounds of drugs that year, Um, and so slowly, like, the power of the gangs began to wane. With public support, particularly from younger residents, the continued raids gradually eroded drug use and violent crime. In 1983, the police commander of Kowloon City District declared the walled city's crime rate to be under control. Yeah, um, hard to say if it was at that point, but it was definitely like cutting back. So again, yeah, they're cutting back all of the livelihoods of the people that lived in there. However, like shady that they were, um, creating another kind of dip in population. The city underwent massive construction in the 1960s with developers building new model structures above older ones. And you'll see this, too, in the pictures, too, just, like, the building on top of building and, like, seeing, like, kind of with, like, rocks where it's, like, this style, this style. How about this? Wires. Instead like of just wires. completely
2: eviscerating and starting over, they're just yeah. built on top of it.
3: Yeah. So, again, you'll see, like, all the shells. I- and I'm things.
2: really excited to see these pictures, yeah, honestly. They we'll they have them up go. on our uh, the Instagram, Facebook, oh, Twitter. Yeah.
3: And so then the city became densely populated again with over 30,000 people in 300 buildings in little more than seven acres. So hugely, and these are like kind of the best pictures too with this like dense population building on stuff, rubble on top of new buildings, and then they all go. So by the late 1970s and early 1980s, the, the height restriction was 13 to 14 stories, um, which is because of the the planes and things because it was still right next to that airport that was still functioning, but people were just like packed into this small area. I
2: kind of imagine you see ready player one. No. Are you familiar with the, the, the trail, like the trail, like the commercials or trailers, what they call the stacks they built. They basically built on top mm. of each other. Cause it was just overpopulation. It reminds me a little bit of that. Like oh, just yeah. things built on top of other things.
3: Definitely. And just like people just like occupying every nook, that like, like a beehive. Um, so, as as well as limiting building height, the proximity of the airport subjected residents to serious noise pollution for the last 20 years of the city's existence. Eight mun- municipal pipes provided water to the entire city, and the streetlights were fluorescent. So, talk about, like, dystopic, Oh, yeah, that crazy. is Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, so, although crime was not super like high, like it wasn't in, in earlier years, the Kowloon was still known for its, uh, unlicensed doctors and dentists who could operate there without any threat yeah. of persecution. So if you need any discount, uh, crowns yeah. or again, yeah. If um, broken procedure, yeah. like you, you go to Kowloon, you get it done, you leave there, you hope you don't bleed out on the yeah. way home. Yeah. In the airport. Um, over time, both the British and Chinese governments found the city to be increasingly disgusting um, and again, the crime was at bay. But the quality of life, as you might imagine, the sanitation of the city was fucking awful. And especially next to Hong Kong. Think about a city, like a British colony, who's like always, cl- Hong Kong is clean, it is civilized, the mm. roads are like beautifully paved. Like it's very, very European and very under control next to this like fucking ugly stepchild yeah. of a city where it's like... That's what
2: it reminds like a step like a yeah, stepchild that like, nobody wants to... It's there, but nobody wants to talk about it.
3: Exactly. Like, people kind of want it, but they're also like, ooh. They just want it to, like, make the other person. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like parents. It's
2: like, like I don't want this, but mm-hmm. I don't want you to have it either.
3: Yeah, exactly. So in 1987, the both the British and Chinese essentially decided to, like, put the city down and evacuated everybody. And they used $2.7 billion uh, in compensation to get the 33,000 residents and businesses out of there. Some people were not satisfied with that and were forcibly evicted anyway. So you take the money, just take the money. You're getting out of there anyway. Yeah. So then they started to kind of demolish the walled city and stopped, uh, and created like a little park at its base co- called Kowloon Walled City Park, which cost them seventy six million dollars. Again, you think about all this money and like what it would have cost to create the first first time
2: around instead right. of like you know kind of. Um, Putting Band-Aids on. Exactly.
3: So the city is just like this ripped up, torn apart mass of structures from all different types. I want to
2: be there so bad right now. You don't understand that. Oh, my God. With with all that said, like, I want to – hopefully, you know, there's still some, you know, part of it up that I just want to –
3: Check it out. I mean, yeah. even still, the airport still works. I flew. Oh, to... speaking of airports, speaking of there's, uh, which
2: so it's, uh, it's my helicopter.
3: Uh huh. I feel like we're there right now. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just got transported so there. So your
3: wife picking you up?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's my Uber helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm very rich. I do a podcast.
3: Oh yeah, makes sense. Um, so it's still there. Again, it's like such a strange history. Such a strange like uh, a walled like city. A rabbit, is like so feral amazing. City. Yeah.
2: Like you put up like walls up, but like. I think that creates, like, because cities don't operate like that. There's no walled cities, you know? No, and it's a
3: very, like, thing. It's Again, it feels, like, very Trumpy to be, like, build a wall and protect your shit. But, like, also a lot of, you know, ancient cities had walls because that was a way to actually protect it. But then it's, like, you don't see them. Or you go to, like, rural Italy and you're, like, oh, that's crazy. Or, like, you see, like, the Great Wall of China. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, the Great Wall of China, like, okay, that's a crazy wall. This wall is higher than the great wall of China yeah. and more comprehensive around a smaller space. But it's an interesting view into this very s- sad. Uh, did, uh, is anyone out there
2: that's listening? Have any no- first or second hand knowledge? knowledge? Yeah. Walled yeah. city park. Yeah. Please, please contact mm-hmm. us. Please. My brother,
3: he, I think has some experience with it. Yeah. Well, he lived in China for a while. Not there. Cause yeah. nobody lives there anymore, but flew in and out of the airport a bunch Maybe there's something.
2: Yeah, well, you can find out from one of your sources.
3: Shitty history that I said that is yeah. wrong, let me know.
2: Yeah, but uh yeah, definitely uh, we check out the pictures. I can't wait to check out these pictures. Check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Ghost Town Pod. Email mm-hmm. us with suggestions for future shows, mm-hmm. stuff you want us to talk about. If you have anything specific about the walled city of Kowloon or Kowloon Walled City. Kowloon,
3: yeah. Kowloon
2: Walled City, uh, you know, definitely let us know. Please. Yeah.
3: We're here. Waiting.
2: Rebecca has walls up around her.
3: Yeah, emotionally and physically. Yeah.
2: It's really weird. So I don't know how we're we're doing this. It's very weird. Through a little like little weird glory hole. This is very Shakespearean to like (laughs) be
3: talking through a little little thing in the wall. Yeah. I didn't I dropped out of
2: college, I didn't do Shakespeare.
3: (laughs) Do Shakespeare.